0: hi i'm randy Easterbrook, executive director at awi's quality certification program today we're going to talk about what is awi qcp and i kind of look at this as a two-part question uh, you could break it down you could say well what is awi and what is qcp awi as a trade association that was actually formed in 1954 in Chicago, Illinois. Prior to that, it was a, a group called the Millwork Cost Bureau that was founded in 1914 and developed estimating programs for millwork companies. And in 1954, they they formed the Architecture Woodwork Institute. At the fourth annual meeting, of the Architecture Woodwork Institute, also held in Chicago, Illinois, was Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous uh, American architect. And uh, he used a lot of wood in his projects and AWI wanted to celebrate that. So they gave him an award uh, during that event. Probably the most significant thing that AWI has done, uh, aside from really uh, being a group uh, kind of a fellowship of like manufacturers uh, around the around the country. And actually it's uh, it's around the world now. AWI currently has about 34 companies that are located offshore from the United States. But probably the most significant effort AWI has made was the creation of the quality standards Quality Standards Illustrated, as it was called. And it first appeared in 1961. Essentially what that is, a lot of people would ask the question, well, what is a standard? And different people have different assumptions or understandings about what standards are, but essentially it creates the expectation on both sides of the equation, meaning that it creates expectation on the manufacturer's side, what they need to do to comply with the standard it also creates expectation on the user side, which would be architects and building owners. Um, so it was a great communication tool about setting expectations and AWI has developed that standard. The first copy in 1961 was about five inches by seven inches inside and only about a half an inch thick. And today's architectural woodwork standards is probably over 600 pages, uh, eight and a half by 11. So it's quite a bit larger. And one of the things that drove the development of that is, uh, which is currently, I don't think it's on page 10 anymore. It used to be on page 10 of the quality standards uh, was uh, suggestions for improvement. And people could make suggestions, architects, woodworkers, and AWI had a, a board of review that would review those suggestions and decide whether or not to change what was in the standard or add new information to the standard, and both of those uh, things happened, uh, which expanded the standard to uh, to the size it is today. Beyond that, AWI created the quality certification program, and largely it was a response to design professionals asking for help in enforcing their own specifications on projects. And that seems kind of strange um, when you read that, but in reality, it was really born out of frustration. And it was not just one, one request, it was multiple requests. And AWI wrestled with this new program back in the early 90s. And there were a lot of people that were not in favor of it. There were a lot of hot debates and discussions at the AWI board meetings, which I happened to be present at. And uh, many people didn't think it was actually going to happen. It took several years of uh, Lee Biagioti, who was probably the, uh, the father of the quality certification program, jumping up and down and screaming and pounding on the table to make it move forward. And it finally did. The board, which was a huge board, it was like 32 people at that point in time. And that's a, that's a very large body to, uh, to get a, a uh, an affirmative opinion, out of, um, that many people, or at least a majority of that many people, which they finally did. So in 1995, they created a, um, they created the program and and the challenge was they, they had to find firms that were willing to become accredited or certified. And they also had to find architects that would be willing to have projects that had this requirement in them to be certified. So it was a chicken and egg challenge initially. And I think the first three projects were in the state of Minnesota. And I believe the woodworking companies were also located there. And that was the beginning of the program. The program grew uh, through fits and starts in the first few years. And it had a couple of hundred companies, I think, within the first five years. And it was very challenging. It was not very cost effective. It was uh, a huge financial burden for AWI and created in the first five years about a half a million dollars in losses uh, to get the program up and running. And really the, I think one of the biggest benefits of the program is that architects and owners now have an independent third party entity that can help them enforce their own specifications, which is what they asked for initially. I think in many cases that can be very valuable. And today the program has almost, just shy of about 600 firms that are licensed in the program. And we say licensed now, we used to say accredited, but that's another podcast. Um, (laughs) So we have just under 600 firms that are licensed. And the program inspects about 300 projects a year, and it labels about 1,000 or 1,200 projects a year. So not every project currently is inspected. However, any project that is registered and has paid the label fee is eligible for an inspection. And currently right now with our COVID-19 challenges throughout the country, um, QCP had developed technology years ago that is proving to be very, very valuable right now. We're doing a lot of inspections by video and, uh, I feel still delivering a lot of value. There are some people that are skeptical, as we were when you we first came up with this idea. And uh, oddly enough, the, the idea uh, surfaced during uh, an inspection visit to a uh, US embassy project located in The Hague in the Netherlands. And during lunch in Amsterdam, uh, we came up with this idea. And uh, it has worked out pretty good, uh, I must say. I was on a uh, chat room the other day and some people were not very optimistic about it and we got into a, a back and forth exchange and I think we made some progress. Um, and the video is not absolutely, uh, applicable for every single project, but I would say 90% of the projects, uh, it works pretty well. So back to QCP. Um, In 1995, as I said, it was started today, it's, uh, what? 20, 25 years old. That's pretty amazing. 25 years old. Um, and we still have some of the challenges that we had initially, which is probably the biggest challenge being awareness of the program, what it is, how does it work? How much does it cost? And I'll give a little plug to our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and search on AWI, you can find a number of videos that will answer those questions. Most of those videos are 15 to 20 seconds or 30 seconds long. Um, and, and they do address those questions. I think that can be pretty helpful. But we've had a lot of uh, misinformation out there like uh, the program cost $20,000, which is not correct. The project fee is uh, $500 or a half percent of the project. Uh, and to register your project is is free; it doesn't cost anything. To become licensed in the program, it's not it's not a rubber stamp. It's not just writing a check and sending it in to AWI. And as I said earlier, AWI was a trade association built mostly on fellowship. And um, you can join AWI by essentially sending in a check and and signing a Pledge of Ethics and and becoming a member. QCP is a bit more stringent than that. You have to take two online tests, one on the program policies, one on the current standards, AWI standards that are in uh, effect. And you have to furnish 10 references from a combination of owners, architects, and end users. And then you have to have your plant and samples of work for each section of the standards that you want to become licensed for, uh, which is conducted during your plant inspection. During that inspection or prior to that inspection, we do review your shop drawings uh, for conformance to the new AWI 100, which is submittals. And there are a lot of requirements in that on how shop drawings should be formatted, the size, uh, scale of details, information that's included, etc. Um, and If you complete those steps, you can become preliminarily licensed. And then the requirement is that your first two projects have mandatory inspections during fabrication and installation. If you complete all of those steps uh, successfully, you can become licensed and you can even achieve self labeling status which lasts for about three years, at which time your next project would be required to be inspected. QCP has always had um, people that are very much in favor of it and supportive and uh, leverage it in their marketing efforts and use it to distinguish themselves from their competition. There are also a lot of people that challenge QCP and are not in favor of it. And that's always been the case in 25 years. uh, There has always been people who are not in favor of it. But obviously, out of the 900 or so AWI member firms, QCP has about a 50% share of those firms, which to me is is pretty amazing that an accreditation program can have that much participation out of a trade association. If you want to, contact us, you can reach us at awiqcp.org and I wish I could remember the 800 phone number off the top of my head but sadly I cannot (laughs) and I I promise we'll put that in the next podcast. (laughs) If you're interested in finding out more about QCP and how it can help your interior woodwork projects or if you've already worked on a QCP project and you want to tell us about it, please visit our website at awiqcp.org. We're always looking for a future podcast guest. Thanks for listening.